myself on the back. That's the Barry Horowitz. For uh, any of you who didn't watch uh, WWF or WWE wrestling in the 80s and early 90s, which you're not missing much, don't worry. Uh, Barry Horowitz was uh, one of the wrestlers who like would you know always kind of lose to the main characters, but he was a repeat guy. They liked to use him a lot, and he would like pat himself on the back. He even had like a wrestling outfit with a handprint on his back. Actually, uh, Action Bronson. You know, the hip hop artist, he had a song called Barry Horowitz because even though he was like a low tier wrestler, he was well known. Anyway, yeah, his thing was he pat himself on the back. So, this little, uh, this little damaged goods episode, Snake Man's putting on the rant pants. And uh, I'm talking about on the back pat selfers, self pat on the backers. I don't know. You, you, you picked the phrase. Um, this is like about, you know, virtue singling. Or being kind of smug or giving yourself kudos for doing something that you should just be doing on the strength and kind of allowing that to make you feel maybe not better than other people, but that you're doing the right thing, that you're a good person. To remind yourself to not let you feel bad about any of the other things you do and, uh, and to let others know that, hey, I'm a good person. Uh, Drew0786, what up? I'm a good person. Let me, let me let you know how good I am and let me, let me, Give myself some more props and pat myself on the back. On the back, pat selfers, self pat on the backers, whatever. It's it's kind of like virtue signaling, and uh, I know that term gets thrown around a lot, especially like on podcasts and shit. If you don't know what that means, it's it's like somebody doing a good thing, but letting everyone know you're doing it. Kind of taking away from the essence of why you're doing it, maybe the good reason, just to kind of make sure everyone knows, hey, I'm a good person. I'm on this side, this team, this action. Uh, like me, respect me, maybe even revere me. Maybe I'm better than you, you know? Um, shit like that. And none of this is to take away from the good things people do. I'm not trying to be the fucking rain on your parader. That's not what the snake man's here for. And some people might be like, why are you bitter, Jake? Why are you good? I'm not trying to get at people to stop them from doing good things, but this shit kind of bothers me. It's disingenuous. Uh... And some people, a lot of people who do this are kind of some of the same people who come at me for shit. Um, or, I don't know, man. They, they'll come at people thinking that these people, other people, aren't as good as them because they don't pat themselves on the back. They don't broadcast and promote all the good things they do. And uh, it's kind of like a superficial surface layer thing, you know? And, uh, oh my God, there's a lot of things like... I I see this all the time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking say this. I I hate that I even have to give a disclaimer, but if you fuck with me, if you ever follow my shit or read my book or whatever, you would know these things. If you don't, if you're new, that's okay. I gotta say this just because some people don't fucking get it, and you know whatever. I ain't an anti-masker. I'm not an anti-vaxer. I'm not a Trump supporter, but I do question the answers. I always have because I was raised that way, especially shit coming from the government doesn't matter if it's your team in there, the other team, or whatever. I just like to question things. It doesn't mean I disagree all the time, but I like to find out for myself and come to my own conclusions and not just accept everything at face value. So, uh, you know, don't freak out when I say certain things. Just listen with the fucking... I'm saying, Kendra, are you the only Canadian? You might be, although I do have a lot of uh, fans in Canada, supporters. 
people that buy the book and listen. So hopefully not. I love Canada. Tell me what part you're from because I've been all over your beautiful country. Uh, anyway, yes, virtue signaling, patting yourself on the back, mask selfies. What's up with the mask selfies or, or people's social media avatars being uh, a picture with them with a the mask on? Now, if you and your friends are out to, uh, I don't know, some public event and it's kind of close quarters and you all are wearing masks and the photo op arrives and you take the photo. Yeah, it's all good. You all were hanging out together and shit. But the person alone or maybe in their own house, they took it or when they were hiking somewhere in some beautiful shop where they got the mask on. What's what's up with the mask selfies? What's up, John Martin? That's another Canadian right there. Uh, who who Who's asking about Kendra? You're from Canada. John Martin's from Canada. Uh, Winnipeg, I believe. So, yeah, the mask selfies. Calm down. Relax. I wear a mask at the appropriate times. I'm not an asshole. I go to the grocery store, the bank, uh, the farmer's market, whatever. I'm putting a mask on. Uh, one, because, yeah, you're inside and you should be cautious of that shit. It, you know, that's an unventilated place. Also, I'm not going to be that asshole giving some kid behind the counter making minimum wage a hard time because I don't believe in masks. I, I only imagine that poor kid has dealt with 10 people that day giving him shit about not wearing a mask and how am I supposed to expect him to enforce that shit when he's making minimum wage and he's dealing with dickheads all day or she is or whatever. So I'm going to be respectful because that's what this establishment is asking. But also, yeah, I'm indoors. There's no ventilation. There's no fresh air. Close quarters, no doubt. But if I'm walking down the street alone, if I'm at the park or whatever, uh, I don't because scientifically it, you don't need to. You got vitamin D blasting on you. You got UV rays that kill viruses and shit like instantly. Now, if I have to walk through a crowded outdoor area, yes, I'm respectful. Farmers markets, uh, protests, whatever. So don't trip. But the mask selfies, I don't get it. Why are you? I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. It feels like people are trying to send a message. Tax, tax 101. Thank you for joining. Court done. I fucking love you. Great director, New York. Massachusetts kid, he's in New York. Great director. Mask selfies. Are you just trying to say, hey, look, I'm on, the, I'm on the good side. I'm on the good team. Wear your fucking mask. I'm wearing mine. Wear yours. And no doubt. I, I respect that message. I, I understand it. But it just feels a little superficial. And I know what I'm saying right now, I'm describing some of my closest family and friends. And I'm not shitting on you guys. I fucking love you if you're listening. Although most of my listeners tend to be people I've met later, not my closest friends. So... Maybe they don't hear this. But I'm not shitting on y'all, but it just seems like why, what's up with the mask selfies when it's not a necessary time? Are you just trying to say that you don't like the, uh, the establishment that was anti-mask or the, the government that might be you know fumbling shit? I get it. I might not be down with them either. But I don't, I don't know. It just seems like kind of a, a superficial thing. It's, it's like, hey, look, I'm, I'm on the cool side. I'm on the good side. Those other guys are stupid. I'm going to wear this thing everywhere as a signal to let you know what time it is. Because, you know, people want to enforce masks. I get it, man. If I was in a fucking CVS and I'm, I'm going to buy some shit at the CVS, hedonist wanderer. What up, hedonist wanderer? And you see somebody in there without masks and you're concerned. Maybe your health is at risk. Maybe you are more uh, susceptible to some illness. You have pre-existing conditions. I get it. You might want to say something to that, that person. But... It's kind of like doing it on social media and the selfie is like doing that all the time. It's like, I'm going to help police this thing. And, but you're really not. 
enforcing, you're not really changing any minds. You're really just doing it to let everyone, everyone know. I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm doing the right thing. If you're doing the right thing, wear the mask when it's necessary. Keep yourself healthy. Um, you know, suggest that to the, your loved ones and then avoid hectic situations. So, California, Los Angeles, pretty liberal city. My, my girl and I, my fiance and I are walking around, and this is like, you know, I don't know, a month ago or whatever, pre-election. We're walking around in our neighborhood. You know, it's, it's not a crowded neighborhood. It's beautiful, it's sunny, there's fucking fresh air, wind blowing, blowing germ particles into little pieces, UV rays coming down. Me and my girl don't walk around with masks unless we're in a crowded outdoor area like a farmer's market. We bring them with us, of course, that we got to go into a store, the bank, the whatever. Well, yeah, we're not fucking irresponsible. And we're not assholes, but on a, a street where there's no one around us, we don't. And if, if we sense that someone's uncomfortable, we walk around and whatever, you know. Uh, we take great care of ourselves. By the way, our health is like top notch. That's our number one priority, as it really should be for everybody. So we're walking around and we get kind of get fucked up looks, right? And this is right, right before election time. Right before election time, sort of sarcastic. My man Lou, back in JP, my boss and brethren, Lou, what up? Thank you for joining. So me and my girl are getting kind of funny looks when we're walking around, pre-election time, right? I think in, in, at least in L.A., maybe other liberal cities or like democratic-leaning cities, okay, you got a mask on, you're obviously like uh, going to go Democrat and vote for Biden or Blue, and you don't like Trump. And they see the people without him, like, those must be Trump supporters. Those people must be, you know, on the other side. Those are the anti-maskers. Like I said, me and my girl wear the shit when it's necessary, and if there's no one around or outside walking, we don't, because it's... You ain't near any fucking germs. So we get all these looks. And uh, so I'll say this to, it, it ties it all in. My girl is, uh, she's Dominican. She's Afro-Latina, right? So she, you know, she's a minority, right? So she looks, if you don't hear her accent, you, she looks like a, a light-skinned black girl. So you're seeing this white dude with tattoos and this, this Dominican girl that might be mistaken for a, a light-skinned black girl. It doesn't matter what she's mistaken for, but she's not white. So they see us and they might think, oh man, look at, this white fucking dude with tattoos and this 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 Latina or this black girl with an afro who's like she must be a fucking conservative like black Trump supporter and we're getting all these fucking weird looks from people who probably would agree with us on everything and we agree with them on a lot of shit but we're getting all these ice grills then we'll get non-ice grills almost like a little little secret head nod like a like a thing like that like a like a wink and in a nod and a point and I'm like those motherfuckers are probably like really conservative Trump people when they think we're down. They're probably like, yo, good for you for being an Afro-Latina that's down and like, you know, whatever, you're another white dude, it's all good. Like, they give us the inside man look. And uh, it's kind of funny because we're not Trump supporters, but that's what you get because you're not throwing up the flag that you're on the good side. And uh, I don't know, it's funny. Like, I was like, shit, should we buy MAGA shirts just to fuck with them? But no, of course not because we're not fucking, that's not our steez. But it's just kind of funny. And this virtue signaling, it it penetrates a lot of realms of life, right? Some people do good things like volunteer at soup kitchens or recycle a lot or, you know, try to be more environmental with the products they buy from the stores and shit like that. And that's good. You should do it. You're doing it because it's for a reason you believe in. The, if it's the environment, you're doing it because you really care about the environment, right? And yeah, you maybe want to encourage it to other people, but sometimes people aren't always encouraging it. They're kind of bragging about what they're doing to try to encourage, kind of a little smugness, right? Like, if you really like recycling, you recycle, right? Or like, you want to do beach cleanups, or uh, 
I don't know, man, buying certain kind of trash and lessening the plastic use, that's great. And you should encourage people. But if you're doing it to like tell everybody how great you are for doing it, kind of dilutes the message, right? I have, I have a good friend of mine who's way more environmentally sound than me. And, he, you know, he kind of got me a little more on point. Like, we'll go do, like, beach cleanups at some of the beaches we surf at. Not always together. Sometimes he does it. Sometimes I do it alone. But we do it. I'm not posting it on fucking social media. We're just doing it. Some people will do all that shit, and they feel like they're on their high horse. A little, a little, a little smug. A little uh, pretentious, if you will. And uh, it makes me wonder, are you doing it because you actually care? Are you doing it because you actually care, but you also want to let people know? Or are you just doing it because it's the, it's the good thing? It's the, it's the moral fashion. Cats are draped in the finest moral fashions of the day. Some people buy Yeezys and Supreme and whatever and fucking ugly Balenciaga shoes because it's in. There's moral fashions. Doing things because they're in, so A, you fit in. B, you don't get ostracized from your family and friends. And uh, then you're kind of in style. You're not the weird outsider. You're in, you're hip, you're cool. And uh, I don't know. That just seems disingenuous. I mean, I guess it's better than people not recycling, not doing good things. But the, the, the energy behind it just seems kind of fake. And then when they kind of push it on people and act like they're holier than thou and better, I don't like that because I feel like it actually will, it might motivate people not to do these good things because they see people doing it being all smug and dickhead and like, well, fuck that. I'm not even going to try. And then you have less people actually working towards that cause that, you supposedly want them to. Um, there's a great episode, the show South Park. I shout out a lot. I find South Park to be one of the only things on TV that's like the best with uh, social and political commentary. Years ago, they have an episode about, um, what's it called? Uh, hybrid cars, right? Priuses and shit when they first came out and how everyone's like, you know, so feel like they're doing the, saving the world because they got a Prius, right? Sorry, I'm drinking a little cognac. It's been a stressful couple weeks. Uh, so in the episode, like Stan's dad, Randy, uh, uh, Kyle's dad, they're all buying these fucking Priuses. And they're like feeling so much better. And like they see their other friends. They're like, yeah, I got the Prius just trying to like, you know, lower emissions, this and that. And then in the episode, they're farting and smelling their own farts. Which, uh, you know, the, the whole saying like, you think your shit don't stink, right? You know, like people can smell their own shit like they don't care. They like it. It's It means that you don't have any dirt on your hands, that you're fine, that you're cool, and, and you don't have anything wrong with you. And they get all smug in the episode, and then some of them move to San Francisco, which at the time, and oftentimes throughout history, has been more like the progressive, liberal, environmentally friendly city. So they're moving there, and they're driving the Priuses, but they're all smelling their own farts the whole time. And uh, actually, that Cartman has to like go in with a suit on and like, save Kyle and all this shit, because they got so smug, they were over-smug. They were kind of missing the point. Maybe their intentions originally were righteous, but they kind of got off track and it became more about patting themselves on the back. I, I got the Prius. I ain't driving the gas guzzler. I don't have the Hummer, the whatever, the Yukon or whatever. So it just didn't feel real. And uh, I mean, you, you, you see this with a lot of like big corporations and companies doing like uh, Black Lives Matter murals or, or, or like putting out ads about how they are anti-racism and they don't stand for it. And, uh, you know, they're all BLM and, uh, you know, only time will tell with, with these companies and shit. Like, is it, is it lip service? Is it charades or, or do they actually care? And you, you will see it through their practices. Who do they hire? Who works there? Who runs shit there? What's the content? What, what, what kind of, uh, 
business practices are they enacting? Are they cutting corners that kind of screw people? Or are they just putting the fucking sign up, putting the ad out so they can say, hey, look, I'm, we're on the, on the good side. We're the good team. We don't want to lose business, right? Because it's business. These are companies. They don't want to lose money. They don't want to lose consumers. Consumerism is so important. No, no, we're good guys. No, no, we don't, we don't get our shit made in China or we don't you know, use uh, pesticides or whatever. We, you know, we're all down for black lives. Like, like, pat ourselves on the back. We're, we're good. We're over here. You can keep buying our sneakers. You can keep uh, shopping our stores, streaming on our platform, whatever. We're, we're the good guys. And maybe some of them are. You'll only know with time. You know, uh, a lot of them weren't before, and maybe they will become now. You'd hope. You'd hope they could change. Lou Hugs. What up, Lou Hugs? Real B-Dub. What up? Uh, you'd hope with time, but you don't know. And so you got to see, okay, where they, they threw that fucking posturing up there, that, that, that virtue signal, and let's see if they really carry that through. You know? Election time was just here. We, we knew that, right? Vote! Go out there and vote! You, you vote, you should go vote. You should vote. Everyone's telling you to vote. Well, who? Who? Vote for who? Do you just want me to vote for anybody? When people were suggesting you vote, they're not saying vote. They're saying vote, but vote for who I think you should vote for. You know what I'm saying? If people just said, hey, you should go out and vote. Go vote. Push it on you. Well, what if you go out and vote for the, uh, the, the candidate that's the most oppositional to the one you like? You didn't really want me to vote for them. You really wanted me to vote for your person. So it's kind of a disingenuous thing. I mean, yo, maybe there's some people who are just like, exercise your right, you should vote either way. And I respect that. And I'm not shitting on voting. Don't freak out. But the whole like pushing the voting thing on you, I know who you want me to vote for based on if I know you or what your, I don't know, what your platform is, who you're associated with. Sorry, allergies. I'm back in California. I was in Mexico for two weeks. No allergies, no fucking smog, no fire residues. Of polluted air. Um, and so you don't really want someone to vote. You want them to vote for who you think is the best. So they're kind of pushing that shit. And then you get the voting stickers. I voted. Everyone's posting it, showing them, throwing the, the, the joint, and the, the ballot in the box, in the mailbox or whatever. And I get it, man. I've been politically inclined for a long time, especially when I was young. I was very um, active. Working in community shit locally in Boston, national shit, protesting, whatever. I was very into that when I was a kid. So, and I get it. Like, if, you, if you're about it, you're about it. But I felt a lot of people were just saying, vote. I voted. Look, I voted. I got the ballot. I got the sticker. I'm cool. I got the sticker. You know what team I'm on. You know what side I'm on. I'm a good person. I'm letting everybody know that. So there's no worry. I put it on my social media. Everyone knows where I stand. And, uh, and, and, and it's... Yes, you might really actually care who you're voting for, and that's fine. That's good. But saying it to everybody else, you're not, you know, you, you want to encourage people to vote for your team, your guy, or whoever, but you also want people to know who you voted for so they can trust you, so you're cool, so they don't think bad things behind your back or think you're, oh, is my friend, is my cousin, is my aunt, like, tilting this way, right or left or whatever. It's a clear-cut message to send to people, hey, this is where I stand. I'm, 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 I'm a good guy in your eyes. Everyone has different definitions of what right is or what good is or who the right team or politicians are you know uh and i always felt like okay you're patting yourself on the back for doing quite possibly the bare minimum of political activism i'm not saying don't vote people fought to vote certain people didn't have rights to vote uh 
mean, there's certain countries where you can't vote. They don't even have fucking elections. And I'm not saying don't vote, but if you just went and voted and you thought that you were like a fucking fight the power Chuck D dude just because you went and voted and that's where it stops and starts for you, you're kind of missing the point. And uh, while I, I, I don't judge anyone for they voting or not, everyone has different reasons. And I've, I do believe there's some really legit arguments on all sides. Right? And I vote too, and it's not just the presidential thing. I think voting locally is actually maybe more significant, but that's a whole other convo. Uh, you know, if you don't want to vote, that's cool. Now, listen, if you're going to complain about some shit, but you don't want to vote, that's all right, because there's other ways to be active. You can protest. You can work in the community. You can volunteer at different uh, organizations and uh, centers. You can donate to some of these. You can kind of, I don't know, help do things. You can do more than just vote. You could do both, which is great, but if you're not going to do anything and you're going to complain, well, then you probably should just shut the fuck up. It's like, if you ain't going to do anything to fix your situation, then either accept it and, and revel in it or just accept it and be blind or shut the fuck up. But you don't have to vote. Either vote and maybe do some of the other shit. Vote alone, fine, that's fine. Or, or do the other shit and not vote, but at least you're, you're trying. You're not totally... Just sitting in the uh, in the stands yelling at the players, but not willing to do anything about it. Um, and and yeah, that so I think some of that voting sticker shit, like it's all right, whatever, it's all good. You want to do it, that's fine. But there's a little bit of a patent on the back. You voted, word, good thing. You scribbled a pen in a dot and dropped it in the mail, or you went to the place and waited in line. I've been voting by mail since I was 18. It was the 2000 election, uh, Bush. Versus, was it Gore? Bush versus Gore. Uh, Sheena's in the house. My girl Sheena. What up, Sheena? I think it was Bush versus Gore. And uh, I voted by mail for that because I wasn't living at my mother's place anymore, but I got an absentee ballot, even though I like in the same area. Uh, I voted for Nader. I fuck with Ralph Nader. But anyway, that's beside the point. It's not hard to vote by mail. I've been doing it literally my whole time. So yes, you can go wait in line and pat yourself on the back. I waited for eight hours, but I did it. That's cool. Or you could have just figured out how to get that shit in the mail because I've been doing it for fucking 20 years now or 19 years now. But either way, whatever. Do it because you believe in it, but don't, don't bruise your fucking shoulders patting yourself on the back so hard for doing that. You know what I'm saying? I know you want to let people know. But then they shame others. Don't shame others with that too. That ain't helping. They ain't going to join your side when you shame them. They're going to double down and dig their heels into whatever. Now, like... Uh... I had, a, <laughs> I had an argument in my DMs recently. Uh, it was early in the morning. I woke up. I posted some, something in my, my, my stories. It was like a, a, I posted like some dark shit. Yeah, shocker. Uh, it was a, a meme of like a suicide-like theme. I can't really remember it off the top. I posted some of those. That shit's real to me. I post shit that's real to me. Shit that I've actually had to deal with myself as well as family and friends. It's not like I'm just making light of anything. So I posted it the night before. I wake up in the morning. I and this this uh, this woman who I don't really know her, but I seen her shit on my pages a lot, and I, we must know the same people. And she responds in my shit to this post, "Not cool" in caps. Now it was early in the morning. The snake man hadn't even had his coffee yet, and for some reason this this a.m. I was feeling mighty spunky. I was feeling mighty. I don't know, kind of pouncy. I got that. I got that fire. Wall, Paul. What up, Wall, Paul? I got that little desire sometimes to like. I try to be cool, but 
you catch me at the wrong time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back at you. I'm a little confrontational. Got a bad temper. I shouldn't. I got to chill. But I do. So I responded to the capitalized not cool with my fucking rant saying, what I had two suicide attempts and I've dealt with that shit and I talked two friends in the last month off the fucking ledge. One who had a gun in his hand and I'm really close to that shit. So when I post that dark shit or write that in my books or talk about it on a podcast or radio show, it's because it does hit close to home because it is real and kind of that shit is my way of coping. Uh, dark humor, laugh. It's a, it's a very much an Irish tradition and I'm sure like a lot of people use it. It helps me heal. And if you've got a problem with it, I'm sorry. And then she wrote back, very much to my surprise, my pleasant surprise, no, what is the, what is your name suicide meme? Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, Lou Hugs, I'll, uh, I'll look for it. It was on the story, though. It's not on the post. Sorry, but I post them all the time. But anyway, um, you know, she was like, I'm sorry. That was the first words. And I was expecting her to come at me, and I was ready to go. I usually never, ever engage with the go back and forth on social media, even if I'm upset. It's not worth it. But that morning, I was just a feisty little dude. And her first words were, I'm sorry. My, my nephew had an attempt recently, and it hits close to home and this and that. And I, I'm sorry you deal with that. And I was very proud of myself because I responded, hey, I didn't mean to snap at you. Um, I'm sorry you're dealing with that. And it's real. This is my way of dealing with it, you know. Uh, it might be abrasive to some, but it's it's my freedom of expression, and this is my shit. You know, if people don't like it, they don't got to follow me. They don't got to listen to the radio show, the podcast. You ain't got to buy the book. You have the power. But she was cool, and it made me humble myself a little, be cool, and we, we had a nice exchange. It was peaceful, and it was good. So, the you know, like this, me talking about this patting yourself on the back and virtual signaling thing, it shouldn't be controversial, but people will say, what are you, shaming voters? You're not down with voting? You're not down with wearing masks? You're not, no, I'm, I'm not anti any of that, but like I was saying earlier, what is the reason behind some of these things that aren't necessary? I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm just speaking my mind. I shouldn't have the fear that I have to censor myself. Self-censorship is terrible, censorship in general. Because I'm not saying, don't wear a mask, there's no viruses, fuck them. And uh, I'm not saying, fucking kill yourself, I don't care. Like, you know, I'm not saying, like, fuck recycling. You know, I'm not saying any of that. In fact, I do all these things, but I will still, I will still speak my mind about shit, and I will still question motives and, and answers and things like that. And I shouldn't have that fear of, should I say this? Should I keep myself quiet? Am I going to get ousted from a group of friends or if people are, are supporters am I going to lose a job all that shit I oh, fuck all that man I shouldn't have that fear but you know some people I had an episode recently about censorship so I don't mean to you know fucking I don't mean to you know regurgitate what I said on this other episode but you know some people like when they get someone censored and there's a lot of people I don't agree with right there's a lot of things I don't agree with but if I want to be able to speak what I want and see other people speak what I like and agree with and believe, absorb the information, entertainment that I want, I have to let others do the same. And, and unless it's physically harming somebody, even if it's offensive and hurts their feelings, like you got to have the power to not. I, there's things that bother me that I don't listen to or read or watch. I, I, I take myself away from that. I got the power. Some people are very proud and they pat themselves on the back for getting people, you know, deplatformed or censored. And listen, I don't agree with them. Like, but... Just turn it off. Change the fucking channel. Put the book down. Don't listen to that show. Whatever. And when you, when you you're giving yourself all this fucking love, virtue signaling, like yo, we got the 
uh, I, I use the example a lot, Alex Jones, who I don't trust. Don't get it twisted. Relax. But I have a deeper thought of that. Listen to the last episode. Uh, we got Alex Jones deplatformed or whatever, like, or whoever you don't like. But you're taking pride, patting yourself on the back for censoring some people. That's kind of like some fascist shit. The same fascism wish you wish to fight against. You know, you got to understand freedom of speech don't work like that. It's not a one-sided thing, unfortunately. But people pat themselves on the back for sometimes superficial things. We don't think it all through. Uh, this summer, the dude who's the CEO or the, run, the guy who runs Goya, Latin food, Latino food, Latinx, whatever, food product company, like maybe the largest in the world. Uh, a lot of people I know, myself included, grew up having those products in the house. Uh, depending on where you live, they're commonplace in the stores. Um, all my Latino friends, like uh, they always had that. It was, it was like the number one go-to. There wasn't even really a close second. Uh, yeah, check out my podcast, Damaged Goods Podcast. Um, so the guy from Goya comes out, and he, he, he's in support of Trump. I can't recall exactly what he says, but he's in support of Trump. And, you know, I don't fuck with Trump. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing how people are responding to, to the Goya dude at the time. This is like July or August. And a lot of my friends, and I'm not knocking them for this, and a lot of people I don't know personally, I'm not knocking anyone for this, but I'm just speaking about it objectively, matter-of-factly. From a bird's-eye view, if you will. This is water in the Patriot's cup. Don't trip. That's crispy water. Um, they were like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm canceling Goya, this and that. And these are friends of mine that are black, uh, white, Jewish, uh, Asian, uh, you know, Irish, fucking Jamaican, Puerto Rican, Dominican, whatever. And so some of my Latino friends are, oh, man, this is a big concession. This is something I grew up with. Fuck it. Uh, you know, I, we live with this, uh, but we got to fucking... Stop using their products and get some other ones. And all my friends, not just my Latino friends, a lot of, not all, a lot of my friends were, were, were anti this. And I get it. Like, you know, sometimes you should vote with your dollar, right? Like, don't support companies that you don't like. If they have business practices that you find fucked up, you don't like the way uh, the person or people running it are doing things. Um, if they're harming things that are important to you, yeah, don't fuck with them. That store treats people like shit, don't go there. Right, all my people in Boston, in, uh, like on Blue Hill and Dorchester, and I fucking with stashes because stashes was saying some fucked up racist shit to people. Well, yeah, don't fuck with stashes. See how long they stay open when they lose their business. You don't like this company, you, you boycott it in a way, and you can kind of force them to either readjust their shit or they fall off. And um, I do believe in that there is some power in the consumer, right? But I do think there's an interesting point with when we, we choose to boycott companies. There's a lot of companies, a lot of brands, a lot of powerful corporations that do fucked up shit. You'd have to be the fucking saint of all saints to be able to stop fucking with all of them at once. So as many companies and corporations you don't fuck with because you hate their practices, you might not know that you support some still that do fucked up shit. It, I mean, it's, it's a full-time job to know all the fucked up shit these companies do. So, I, you know, I, I don't fault someone for supporting them, but at the same time, I don't, give gratitude to somebody patting themselves on the back because they boycott one when they might be supporting others, right? You know, some people will be like, oh, I don't fuck with Chick-fil-A because the dude is, is like, uh, you know, hates like um, LGBTQ community and he doesn't like black people. Um, but they go to Domino's, who is, Domino's is very anti-women's rights and, you know, like pro-life and they donate extreme amounts of funds. 
You know, some of my friends who are boycotting Goya, no doubt, like, it's a good reason. I get it. You don't like Trump. You don't want this guy supporting him. Maybe he donates a lot of money from the corporation to Trump. That's fine. You might be patting yourself on the back, boycotting Goya, but you got some Nikes on your feet. Or you bought some shit at Target. You know, you bought these Nikes on your feet that were made in a sweatshop where kids are basically doing slave labor for fucking pennies, getting treated like shit, hurt physically, losing limbs. You're getting shit from a, a Target or a Walmart where they have you know, factories in other countries that burn up, killing, killing many people, costing actual lives, not just, oh, I'm giving money to a politician you don't like, actually, like, people dying from their business practices. You know, you're getting gas from BP, and they're actually destroying the whole fucking ocean, not just killing the sea life, but fucking humans up when they eat sea life from their seafood, whatever. So... It's kind of hard for us to pick what we choose to boycott, and, and it's fine. You know, you, you can't fight all the fights. Fight the ones you believe in, but don't pat yourself on the back too hard. Don't get bruises on your shoulders and, and what have you because you, you chose one when you might be doing some shit that's fucking terrible to, to people, even in, in a more actual way, like not a superficial uh, show of disrespect, but like, like disrespecting the, the essence of life. It's kind of fucked up, you know? Um, I don't, I, I don't know. That was interesting to me, you know, and it makes you wonder, are people doing it because they truly care? Or are you doing it because you want people to know that you care? And uh, I mean, listen, I'd rather have you doing good things than not than like, I'd rather have you like boycotting, uh, like BP than like pouring oil in the, in the fucking ocean or like boycotting Nike than like, you know, Open a sweatshop yourself, but don't get too proud of yourself and virtue signal too hard when you actually might be guilty. You might have some blood or dirt on your hands or some shit. We all do. It's real hard to walk through, through this world these days and not have a little dirt on your hands. I mean, it's real hard. Unless you're going off the grid, no technology, handling everything on your own. And even then, when you're, you're, you're farming your vegetables, Little insects and moles and birds that dwell in that ground, they're dying for you to take those vegetables. Not even a fucking animal. You're not killing a pig or a cow or whatever. Other things die. It's, it's humanity. It's, it's not even humanity. It's, it's the universe. It's the world. So don't feel bad about that. Don't feel bad. Fight the good fights that you want, that you care about. But just realize that, like, you know, there's a lot to fight. And you might be feeling all proud and high and mighty, but you're doing some fucked up shit. And then, because this podcast is generally about talking with artists of different realms. I'm an artist of various realms myself. This, this virtue signaling, this, this on the back pat selfing, this self on the back patting, when it ties into artists, um, do, do, do people, do fans, do we want to know where they stand? We love this musician. We admire the, this musician or this actor or this director or whatever, this famous dancer. And we, we, we concoct these ideals on our head of what this person looks like. I mean, not looks like, is like. We've never met them in real life. People will say, I love uh, Beyonce. I love Kendrick Lamar. I love um, you know, Robert De Niro. I love you know, Octavia Spencer. I love whoever. Well, you love what you've seen from their art, what you've heard about their lives, what you've read about them. Maybe this person's good. They do these things on the side, but you've never met them. So I would never say, I don't like this person uh, based on some shit. I don't know them. I might not like something they do. I'm talking with my fucking hands a lot here, which is weird because if I was not doing the IG live, maybe I wouldn't be. Maybe I would. 
Who knows? But, you know, we don't know these people in real life, but we concoct these ideals. Like, we, lo we love this musician, this actress, this actor, whatever. We want them to be a good person in all, in all facets because we would not like to be let down if we learned something unsavory about them. You know, you get people getting canceled and things coming out about people and, and it's like, fuck, this is the greatest person ever. I love this person. I respect the shit out of them. And they find that, are you going to throw it all away? Well, it depends what it was they did, right? There's lines we all drew or draw and it's hard to say what it is. People loved R. Kelly for years. I never particularly loved him except for the Street Dreams remix. But uh, people loved him for a while. And I was like, kind of a shady dude, kind of a shady dude. Loved him, kept loving him, kept loving him until that documentary came out last year. And that, okay, well, he's fucking with underage chicks and being kind of a sexually assaulting dude. We got to draw the line there, right? But then what if it's like, you know, you got, you got a, a John Lennon or a Marvin Gaye or even a Martin Luther King, which, you know, putting hands on a woman. That's a hard thing, right? My mother was a victim of, of, of uh, you know, physical abuse. What's up, Rockstar? That's my dude right there. Kind of my, my DG producer. But yeah, that shit hits close to home, so I don't like that. And it's hard for me to like, do I, I you know, I, I love Marvin Gaye. I love Martin Luther King. I love uh, John Lennon, and I respect him, but that's a, that's a tricky concept to swallow. I don't know how to deal with it. Can you separate the person from the art? But we want to know where they stand. So a lot of artists will pat themselves on the back. They will virtue signal. So you know, you know what? I can still go buy blah, blah, blah's album. I can still go see blah, blah, blah's movie or, or their book or listen to their podcast or whatever because they're a good person. They told me they're good. They gave me the signal. They waved the flag. They said, look, I'm, I'm doing this. That's a good person. And I always wondered, maybe we shouldn't have such a strong attachment, this, this worship of celebrity idols because um, then you could just like them for the art and then you don't have to feel let down or overtly supportive or whatever if you find out something in their real life that you don't like, you know, like... Like Prince is probably one of my favorite musicians ever. I fucking love Prince. I respect the shit out of him artistically and on the personal level from what I do know, I fuck with some of his shit. Then he's got this real kind of crazy like Christian vibe thing and he's not down with certain things that people would be like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit. I didn't, you know. But maybe if you love someone for so long and you just find out about it, you can kind of compartmentalize. You can put it away. Well, I'm just gonna... If you found out about it from Jump when you first heard their music or saw the movie or whatever, then you could, you could separate it, you know? But we see these artists and we want to know where they stand because we want to know, can we still support them? Can I still listen to this music? Can I still watch this movie? Can I still listen to this podcast, read this book, watch this person dance, eat at their restaurant? Is this person the best chef and I love their fucking restaurant food, but I heard uh, they won't hire this person or I heard they... Whatever, you know? Um, and we all, everyone has a different thing they're going to stand for. What I might draw the line at and say, no, it's not going to be yours. And, and, and we all have to make that definition ourselves. But artists like to posture. Especially, I would say, more actors and actresses. I guess it's all actors, right? Actresses are actors. Uh, Mina. What up, Mina Rose? Uh, I feel like actors, actresses, whatever you want to call them, Hollywood, let's just say Hollywood. Maybe it's directors and producers and all that shit too. More so than musicians or dancers or writers or, or you know, uh, broadcasters, radio hosts, whatever. I feel Hollywood act, acting people even more so, Mike, because if you listen to a musician, right, you, you take, your, you, you take a, a Kendrick Lamar, um, you know, you're going to hear what he's rapping about and, and, and shit. You know, you're going to hear a John Lennon singing about this. You're going to see certain directors like Steve McQueen, not like white actor Steve McQueen, like British, black Steve McQueen director, did like 
shame, hunger, 12 years of slave, widows, whatever. You're going to see these people uh, you know, doing what they're doing, and it's transparent where they stand on shit. So you kind of get a vibe. You feel like, okay. I can fuck with this person. They're on my level. I'm on their level. We're good. I don't have to feel guilty about liking some shit that I shouldn't. I really shouldn't like, you know, guilty pleasure. People watch reality shows and like, oh, it's my guilty pleasure. I watch Real Housewives or I do this. And they feel kind of bad, but it's okay if you say guilty pleasure. It makes it cute and socially acceptable. A lot of people love to watch Trump, not because they fuck with Trump, not because they vote for him, but he's entertaining to them. And I don't blame them. I don't fuck with any of that shit. I don't watch that shit. I don't really follow people like that on Twitter or whatever. But people like that and they, they're entertained by it. They don't agree with it, but it's entertainment. It gets them. You know what I'm saying? Like, ugh, like the news. If it bleeds, it leads. So people watch the news. They don't agree with like a, a, a triple homicide or a fucking you know, gas tank exploding or a school getting whatever fucked up. But people like that shit. And exactly, yes, Lou Hugs, we can like their stuff and not them. I do believe that. I do believe you can separate the artist from the art. And I have a podcast episode, I don't know, 10 episodes back about that. But, you know, these artists will posture themselves, pat themselves on the back. And actors, I feel, do it more because an actor gets paid millions, millions of dollars to play pretend for a living. So you might not even know where they stand because they're playing pretend. And I don't mean to dilute it. I respect some actors. They're great. But, I mean, you're, you're, you're the superhero here. You're the, uh, the, the evil fucking stepmom here. You're the, the wicked corporation guy. You're the, the, the kid trying to, you know, find happiness. You're the whatever. You're playing all these different roles, but we don't know where you are. So you need to tell us because, right, you're never yourself. The musicians, the, the writers, the, the radio podcast hosts, the chefs, the dancers, they're kind of always themselves. The actor, the actress, they have to be all these different things. So they need to say, hey, look, we're, we're, we're on this side. We're good because we're on this side doing these things. And you should too. And that's like them kind of like making up, in my mind, that's them kind of making up, compensating for the fact that maybe some of the shit they do doesn't have uh, what they might think of as a, as a moral value to it. Right? Now, if you direct or write a lot of movies, or even act in movies that you think have a good message and are powerful and, and uh, are doing good things. That's one thing. But if you had to play like, I don't know, dude, fucking the evil train conductor in this shit or a voiceover for a fucking cartoon movie. I don't even know cartoon movies. That just shows my, you know, or whatever. You got to play the bad guy in this or whatever. You want to make sure, hey, listen, I'm really a good guy. I played the Nazi in this movie or I played the, the whatever, the evil woman at the dog kennel, but I'm a good person. And they overcompensate and they tell you, not only what they're doing and why it's so good, but why you should do it too. And it's like, all right, man, I get it, but just do it because you really care. Do it because you believe in it, it's in your fucking heart, and it will shine through. And then people, like when I see friends of mine do some really righteous shit, it touches me, dude. It like almost brings a tear to my little snake man eye. When my boy is super into the environmental shit, and he don't push it down my throat, and he's like doing what he's doing. I'm like, hey, what are you doing today? I'm going to this beach cleanup in, in, in uh, Orange County. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, or like some people don't post on their social media all the activist shit, but maybe they're donating money to certain things and, and taking care of people and families. You know, they're going and dropping food off at the, at the homeless shelters and the soup kitchens, but they're not putting it out there. And that's the shit that actually inspires me, at least, to do good things. You know what I'm saying? Or even if people are just taking care of their family. You're looking out for your, your, your cousin who's fucked up in the game, taking care of your mom's, feeding her. Your boy, he goes to jail, you helping out with his kids, whatever. You can do these great things, and, and it doesn't have to be on a grand scale, a national scale, a, you know, the corporate political scale. 
You can do good in your household, in your community, amongst your group of friends and family. And fuck it, sure, promote it if, if it's gonna if it's gonna maybe help others do that. But just don't get too fucking high on yourself. Don't get so proud that you become smug, smelling your own farts, patting yourself on the back, because then you're gonna have all these bruised shoulder blades. You're gonna need to fucking go to like, I don't know, the doctor or or, or physical therapy. Your your healthcare is not gonna cover it. You're gonna be all sore, walking around. Virtue signaling, beat you up, and they give you too fucking, you know, bummed out to do anything. Just do it because you care. Do it because you love it. If you're an artist, do it because you love it. And you can always tell the artists who do because you'll, you'll see it in their work. It shines through in their work. You can see it, man. We all got the power to see it. We just get blinded by the, the fucking charades and the, the sparkles, the glitter, the fucking the, the sugar on top, the candy, the, the cherries, whatever, the frosting on the cake. We get distracted by a lot of that shit. But if, you, if you're in tune with the realness... You can see and feel someone's genuine shit. You know what I'm saying? Unless they're a really good uh, actor. <laughs> then you might be fucked. Or a good orator. Careful when you... Good orators, careful. They're cult leaders, politicians. Sometimes even podcasts and radio hosts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. New DG episodes are coming. I got a bunch coming with some guests. Shit's been tough and fucked up. I really haven't talked about it enough. My, uh, my situation hasn't allowed me to do it. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankful for everyone who's been patient with me. Still buys the book, Quicksand, which is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, ebook. Select bookstores that are open. If they're open, go support them. Everyone listening to the podcast and shit, but I've been off on my podcast schedule because I've got a family issue that's been pulling me in the other direction, and I try not to like talk about it on here to pat myself on the back, to virtue signal. But um, I, my, my father is uh, he's very sick. He's got a stage four cancer, pancreatic and liver, and I've been traveling to Mexico where he lives or even back in Massachusetts when he was there for some time during the summer for treatment and I've been just helping out taking care of him doing shit leaving my career and sometimes leaving my my girl my fiance having to do shit and I don't like to talk about it because I don't want people to think like oh god I'm going through it but like look I'm a good guy I really don't like to put it out there it's draining it's hard it's you know me and him don't have a classic great father-son relationship you know, I love him dearly. I think he loves me, but it's it's a complicated one. Read my book, you might get it. So, yes, uh, Rockstar, audio book coming soon. And uh, Lou Hugs, yes, everything tonight is 100. And my point about bringing up the shit with my pops is to explain why I'm, I'm not on my weekly schedule with podcasts, but I'm getting back on it. But it's like, I'm not doing that for any uh, commendations. I'm not getting a Purple Heart. I'm not getting any awards. I'm doing it because I, I feel like it's right. And I feel like I, 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 I have to, and I want to, more importantly. Um, and I appreciate anyone who gives me love and support on that. That's, that's great. I'm not here. To, it's not like a pity party. Like, oh, what was me? No sympathy stories. I'm only telling stories to tell stories to, like, enrich what I'm talking about. It's never to be like, whoa, is me. Snake man has it rough. We all got it rough. And it's all relative, right? The man with no shoes stopped complaining when he met the man with no feet kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So we all, we all got our things. But I'm just letting you guys know I'm, I'm getting back on track with the, the DG podcast. There's going to be a bunch coming with guests. I'm stocking up. And you'll get more of these like solo little snake man uh, rant pants joints. I'm working on the quicksand follow-up book. It's been, you know, I've been writing a lot. got a lot of material from my experiences recently and old stories. And then I'm trying to finish that up soon. Get it out there. But go check out quicksand. Uh, check out my Damaged Goods podcast. I got some good things and big things to talk about soon. You'll hear the announcements. Thanks for fucking getting on the IG Live with me, letting me kind of rant and talk. Hopefully I wasn't speaking too fast or like 
using slang or fucking whatever, you know. A lot of these thoughts are just kind of coming. So I'm just trying to articulate them in the best fashion for you. I fuck with all y'all. Uh, do some good shit out there. Just don't pat yourself too fucking hard on the back and bury horror with yourself, all right? All right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it. That's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. they got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there, and it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws, and they got some all-natural treats on the way. All this is available at wholepetcbd.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off.